morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It's the second. It's Groundhog's Day. In America, Groundhog's Day is the day that if the groundhog sees his shadow, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Winter ends up being something longer. Uh, let me actually... It's an American tradition. It's redonkulous because we're going to have snow up into May. We just need to accept that. Like if the groundhog sees his shadow and goes back into his cave, we're going to have winter for X amount of time. Announcing whether he sees his shadow after emerging. Groundhog's Day tradition. See the history. This is how I look up stuff, you guys. Groundhog Day has its roots in the ancient Christian tradition of Candlemas, when clergy would bless and distribute candles needed for the winter. Candles represented how long and cold the winter would be. Germans expanded on this concept by selecting an animal, the hedgehog, as the means of predicting the weather. Mankind. We choose an animal to predict the weather. We're going to have winter. It's inevitable. Where you're at, it's continual. Like, I live in North Dakota. We will have snowfall into May. I've seen snowfall in North Dakota as late as June 7th. I think I was a child. Um, and even in the last, maybe 2015 or something, there has been some late snowfalls. We just live in an area where that's true. You can't. We're interesting as humankind. We are very, I don't know why somebody would do this. They were probably bored back in the day. And just so you guys know, candlelight, I learned this from somebody. Candlelight is the most natural lighting element you can have within your home. Right now you can tell I have a lamp lit because it's dark but come summertime the sun comes in through that I have a big window and I absolutely love it I don't like using artificial lighting because it dries out the atmosphere which dries out my skin which causes me to age faster than I need to facts you guys <laughs> I do a lot of research on this stuff um but candlelight does not do that there's something about a burning fire um, versus electric style lighting, okay, or heating, okay. There's something about 
having a fireplace that is quite different than having electric heating. Um, electric heating will dry out the atmosphere much more, um, causing a lot of bloody noses. I know because I have electric heating in my home, so I tend to get bloody noses now and then. Um, I also have extremely dry skin, so we have to run our heat lower. Why are we getting into this? Because of Groundhog's Day, because of the candle thing. It's interesting that the candle mass falling midway between the winter solace and spring equinox. February 2nd is a significant day in several ancient and modern traditions. The Celts, for instance, celebrated as an embolic of pagan festival marketing the beginning of spring oh no winter's coming you guys just hang on strap your seatbelts on you kids winter's coming it hasn't hit yet as christianity spread through europe in bulk involved in candle mass as a feast commemorating the presentation of Jesus at the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. In certain parts of Europe, Christians believe that a sunny candle mass meant another 40 days of cold and snow. This is what I mean by how people twist the word of God. We're going through Matthew right now. There's absolutely nothing that speaks about this. And they turned it into, they tried to make it a Christian religion or a tradition. Reason being is because if you make it a Christian tradition, the people will follow you. And they will believe in this. And you want people to believe in sometimes ridiculous traditions and this is probably why i'm reading it now is to realize why it was created which was groundhog's day was founded on ridiculousness it has nothing to do with christianity it has nothing to do with jesus man just wanted to go their own way and believe that an animal knew better about the weather than god A mere hedgehog, um, groundhog, is the chosen annual forecaster. It's ridiculous. So you guys, Groundhog's Day. Christianity in Europe, which came over to America, um, turned it into a Christian tradition, which it is not. They tried. They tried to link it up between Jesus and the weather. And Jesus had nothing to do with the weather. I'm in Matthew right now. Our weather is going to be what it's going to be um, where you live. There are some places that experience summer all year round. I'm pretty sure, and Brother Joseph uh, from Ghana is probably going to see this, 
your weather right now is quite different than the weather that I'm experiencing in North Dakota. It's all different, different hemispheres, different locations. It's different. some people's friends. So I did want to share that interesting fact about Groundhog's Day and it boggles me how we so easily try to take something and force it. Uh, this is how God's word gets twisted. We take something and we want to take a mankind view and we want to twist it to fit in with Christianity, with God's word. And that isn't so. Groundhog's Day has nothing to do with Jesus. So for them to try to make it that way, and they can continue it until somebody stands up and says, uh, no has nothing to do with Christianity. And those that want to believe it does, prove it. Because I'm not seeing it. And I'm reading the word. So you guys, moral of the story is, we are still going to have winter. God has been very kind this year. He's been very kind. Um, I know he's been very kind to me. So you guys know, um, I was craving chocolate. And these are 60% um, cocoa baking chips. And I just wanted a couple. It's been interesting, you guys. I actually woke up at like two o'clock and I couldn't go back to bed for like an hour. Um, so it's been an odd day, okay. Um, so you guys, we are in the book of Matthew. We ended chapter uh, 22 yesterday and we're going to begin at chapter 23.
You guys, I'm so old school. I have the type of phone where you have to type it all in. Okay. It's not morning, you guys. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where I want to go. I'm not going to lie. God has me in a, a standpoint right now in my life. Yesterday I was being very stubborn. I wanted to go my own way. And not that it was bad. I was very angry and upset and I didn't want to submit to the way of being forgiving and loving. I just wanted to be stubborn. I wanted to be angry. I wanted to allow my emotions to dictate my choices. And all day, God hounded me. God never relents. Here's the thing. Once you're aware of God in your life, he never lets up all day long through work, through home, everything. God finally had his way. But we have moments like this. Um, you guys, as human beings in this world, there are times we want to go our own way because we think that that way is best because it it just it's safer here was the thing with me it was safer this way i knew what that way would take me versus the unknown i just did this in um i did a powerpoint for uh oh what would you call it It was an aftercare plan. I had to create my own aftercare plan for a patient if I was to be a counselor. And part of it was discussing the stages of relapse. And there was a certain stage where people hit where, hmm, um, they'll want to go back to using the substance because it's a known comfort. They know what to expect in that. It's comforting. They know the comfort versus the unknown of moving forward. That's the same in your spiritual journey with God. It's easy to go back to known comforts. And I'm speaking from experience because we know what to expect. We know what's there. It's a comfort, whether it's mediocre or not, or whether it just holds us back or not. It's comfortable because we know what to expect. We're comfortable with that. Um, versus the unknown of where God is trying to take us. And there are times where, listen you guys, God has been prophesizing in my life for almost two years. And he's been trying to validate that prophecy through other people around me. And 
It's brought up a lot of fears and insecurity within me. And so yesterday I was like, oh, I don't know, God, I don't want to go that way. And I want to share this with you guys because we all go through this. We are all going to go through it, have gone through it, or are going through it right now. But that's the grind you feel within yourself. And in sharing this, I hope to help another person understand why they're feeling the emotions they feel. For me, the emotions I feel are agitated. I feel restless. I feel like I'm not enough. When I start digging deeper in those emotions, I start feeling like I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. So I started doing the things that I felt like I was doing enough. And even that, um, God's calling me out beyond my comfort zone. And I'm not going to lie. It makes me feel anxious. Anxious is a word that I want to describe. Anxious is a cluster of emotions. And that's where we're going to go with this. We're not even going to get into Matthew chapter 23, you guys. I'm going to have to relabel this. Okay. I had somebody tell me, I tried to explain this to them and they were like, no, that's not anxious. But when you start digging deeper into anxiety, into anxiousness, this is the core of it. Okay. Um, how do I want to draw this? This is our head, you guys. This is anxiousness, right? heart down here okay when you become anxious your mind is overthinking okay your mind starts to think you're over I don't want to say overthink because you can never really we're going to say overthink. Okay. You're allowing your mind to take control. Here's what happens. You start thinking of your fears. You start thinking of negative emotions like anger, hurt, resentment, Always a long one. Okay. Traumas. Start thinking of the past. Okay. And insecurities. I've done this before, you guys, but I'm going to do it again. Okay. Here is anxiety. Being anxious. Okay, is your mind taking control with all of these emotions? And here's what goes around. The fear, the anger, the hurt, the resentment, the traumas, the past, the insecurities. They go around and around and around. They constantly circle within your mind. This happens to me. This still happens to me, you guys. 
okay? It starts to go in this circle. It's like a race. It's a race of these emotions in your mind. And you're no longer communicating with your heart, okay? You're stuck in something. And a lot of people will not recognize these particular one item at a time emotion. Because by the time they realize they're anxious, the spinning has already begun. So they can't really pinpoint what's going on because this is going too fast in your mind. It's like this. It's a constant. It's a like this. And you don't know how to slow it down. You don't know how to go stop. Okay? This is being anxious. You're overthinking. You're allowing the battlefield to dictate your life. How I get this to stop is I ask God, God, please, I know I'm incorrect because my emotions, here's these things, you guys, all of these things are self-made. I'm angry because I want to be angry. I'm hurt because I'm allowing it to hurt me. I'm resentful because I'm allowing myself to be resentful. Past traumas, I'm allowing those past traumas to dictate my life now. I'm allowing it. Insecurities, I'm allowing myself to be insecure. You guys, this is a real thing. These fears, fear is created within the mind. Danger is real, but fear of the unknown that's created in the mind and we feed it with all of these emotions and it creates an anxious mind thought. And how I have learned to slow this down and I've been in the midst of the worst anxious mental BS. But I've realized all of these are lying to me. They're lying and taking over because these are not God. These should not have control of my life. Why are they controlling me? Here's what I think. Why are they controlling me? So I, I hit the brakes. And I'm serious, you guys, this is, you have to make the mental choice. You have to make the conscious decision to hit the brakes and go, God, show me the way. And usually what God will do, God will lead me by music. God leads me personally by music. He'll have me play a, a certain playlist and it will bring me back to reality of where he's trying to lead me. Because here's the thing. When you allow this to control the mind, which is the battlefield, the heart is blocked from leading you. Your mind is leading you and your mind will trick you. Your mind will trick you because your mind is thinking about all these outside forces. Your mind is a powerful thing. You can either learn to control it or learn to allow it to control you. And when it controls you, you allow these things. So anxiety, depression, being an anxious person, overthinking, all of that. You're allowing your mind and your emotions to control and dictate. You allow it. You have to take responsibility. You allow it. 
This is where a lot of coping comes in. This is where a lot of substance abuse comes in because they don't know how to deal with it. They've never been explained in this way what anxiety looks like. They just hear from human society that, oh, anxiety comes because somebody insulted you. Take a drug, a, pres a prescription drug. I used to be on all kinds. I used to take three different medications a day. One for the morning, afternoon, and one to help me sleep. That was prescribed by a psychiatrist. And you want to know what? I was so numb in this world, it was disgusting. I will never go back to that. You guys, we have to learn to become aware of why we're allowing these things to take control of our mind. Why? Because God is the heart within us and when we block that out we are blinded by these negative emotions somebody needs to hear this today and it's not just me this came out of left field today but it does negative emotions will take over you and they will take control and you will think you're correct you will think you're correct because you are feeling the emotions. The emotions are real. Here's the thing. These emotions are real. You do feel them. But they get enhanced when you keep feeding into them and allowing them to consume the mind. Take, for example... Oh, I want to say that I want to say it I want to say this particular instance I was triggered somebody from my past came forward and they had been watching my videos and they made negative comments that I could be better they called me selfish and I'm not even kidding um, these were this was I'm going to get in trouble for saying <laughs> They came forward and they were watching the show that my friend and I were making. Right? And this person who watched it goes, you, you're really selfish. I took that to heart. You know why? Because I want to be better. And I started analyzing, right? I started watching the videos all over again. And I started breaking myself down. Am I? Well, guess what? Because this person came from my past they knew how to flip that insecurity switch. This person came from my past who knew how to trigger my insecurities. And just by seeing that one phrase, because I love my friend, I was like, am I being selfish? I started going fear, anger, hurt, resentment, past traumas, and my insecurities all in one. Why? Because this person came from my past that caused a lot of that I allowed to cause a lot of pain within my life. And again, here they go saying one thing and they're causing, they're trying to cause more pain. And I allowed it. I allowed this person to flip that switch in my insecurity. Deep down, what that person was really doing was flipping the switch going, oh, I made you feel insecure. 
Now what are you going to do? And guess what I did? I started fearing that I was being a selfish person. Then I started getting angry because I didn't like this person in my life. Get out of my life. But I didn't understand it. I was just feeling angry, hurtful, resentful. I started thinking about past traumas. But truly it came down to my insecurity being flipped. And they knew how to do it. And so around and around this went for a couple of weeks until I finally said, what did I say? I go, I have a life. You're getting in between it. You need to leave me alone. That's how that happens, you guys. When you are an unsecure person, it just takes that much for somebody to come in and really mess you up. You have to learn to rise above that and allow your heart to lead. That was for me. So you guys, we didn't even get into Matthew 23. Not one thing. Not one. Tomorrow. I promise tomorrow. I'm way off my... I wasn't off my groove. God wanted me to do this. It's meant for more than just me. We need to understand being anxious, anxiety, depression. We're so easy to blame everybody else for our emotional problems. And our emotional problems are our own doing. Disclaimer, we are responsible for our emotions. If you don't like how you feel, that's on you. That isn't another person doing it onto you. I know because I've tried to blame people for my emotions. And just like this, yes, somebody came in and said some words that triggered my anxious thought. But guess what? I took responsibility and I got control and I stopped that roller coaster before it escalated. And the funny thing is, this is how, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not. They know. So I love you guys. I hope this really gets you thinking about anxiety. I I've I touch bases on this every three months, I think. I've noticed that. I've done some videos about this. Different diagrams about how anxiety works. Being anxious works. Depression. You become depressed when you feel this way. Because it's draining. It drains you. Your mind is constantly swirling like this. So it drains you and you feel less than because you're insecure. It all comes down to insecurities, you guys. It's self-made insecurities, either by the way we were raised or we created ourselves in our mind. But either way, it is our responsibility as an adult to take action and become better and not allow this to happen within us. So I love you guys. Thank you for watching. God bless.